We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gosh, I, I'm, I'm beginning to really like that music. I'm glad Sasha picked it out. She did? <laughs> well, I gave her like three choices and she basically said, okay, you're taking too long. I'm making an executive I, decision. And I was whatever it, you want Isn't to that do, what right? producers okay. do? Yeah, it's, well, shit. Maybe. You're, I don't know. I'm not, not going to sure. make her mad at me, so I'm not going to say anything. That voice you hear is a familiar one. That is Mike Sauter. This is Damon Benning. This is Playing It Forward. I did not think we could pull this off, but I'm pretty happy we did. I know you want some back padding, but considering <laughs> you do about 10% of the work for okay. this podcast, <laughs> I can't say thank you for doing what you should do. Okay. 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 That's that guy. As we, uh, we've been doing this series, uh, and we took a little bit of a break the last two weeks mm-hmm. until we could get some of the student athletes that we've been talking about. It was a series on legacies. Mm-hmm. And this 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 great stretch of not just local mm-hmm. quality student athletes, but nationally branded student mm-hmm. athletes. And Omaha is fortunate to have two, and we we nabbed them today. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty good. As as we get Lindsey Krause, who is a phenom in her own right, and Chucky Hepburn. Um, Welcome, you two. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, so really, I just want to say thank you, right? We talked about doing multiple student-athletes, and we weren't sure we could pull it off. We've got Drew Christo waiting in the wings, uh, obviously Hunter and Jordan Ball. Uh, But we'll kick it off with the two of you. First of all, Lindsay, let me ask, because – I talk to your dad all the time. It's 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 kind of weird. We're like Twitter buddies and direct message buddies. <laughs> you're one of the you're one of the rare, and Chucky's in that same boat that has been able to exceed expectations, even though they've been heaped upon you since you've been in middle school, even a little before that. Like, what's that been like? Do you give it much thought? Is it? Is it kind of just come natural? You you've 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 met and exceeded expectations. Yeah, um, the first the first heat I probably got as a kid was probably around like fourth grade, so that that kind of did hurt. But like I, my parents kind of helped me guide uh, guide through that. So um, as I grew older, I kind of matured and I just find found ways to um, be able to prosper through that. Lindsay, yeah, yeah for me, I kind of. When I was younger, it seemed to kind of like hit a little bit and I was worried about expectations. But as I got older and I became just more comfortable with myself, I came to realize how pressure and all those expectations from people, that's a privilege to have. 
and you wouldn't have these expectations and this pressure on you if people didn't expect great things from you. And I think it's a great thing to be expected to come greatly. Have you guys noticed kind of this rise locally of, of, of talent and a lot of your peers on the national scale? Was this something that, Lindsay, I know you and Jordan happen to be good friends, so that helps. You've, you've seen her emergence for a long time. Did, did you guys get a sense that the state of Nebraska was capable of this? Um, I think we've always been capable of this just because I think kind of around the universities we have in Nebraska, like Nebraska, Creighton, boys kind of been good at, with athletics and just like the small state we have of less than, two million, less than two million people, I think that just adds to it because we have such a culture of athletics in our state and so everybody wants to be a part of it. Chucky, what do you think? Yeah, uh, honestly, um, when we were kids, like me, Hunter, AJ Rollins, and Jared Marshall, we were all kids. We grew up watching Trayshawn Thurman, Trayvon Hollins, and we all saw the talent that they had, and they were able to go out and uh, defeat like one of the top teams in the nation in uh, Oak Hill. Is. And, um, so they they really didn't put Nebraska on the map like they did, but but they didn't put it nationally. And I feel like. When we had that conversation always growing up, we, we just needed to uh, put Nebraska on the map. And Hunter did really, really well doing that. He's top five in the nation now, top ten in some uh, in some prospects. And so um, to be able to go out and do this um, and really put Nebraska on the map before we go out and leave Nebraska is really cool. Is, is there something um, – because Damon and I have said on this podcast and privately that we would both let you um, – babysit our kids right just like quality just, yeah, quality, good, quality athletes, yeah, student just, athletes not just athletes but really good just people or or humans um is there something in the water <laughs> like what is this group of athletes is 20 you know the last i guess year year and a half this graduating class and even kind of looking ahead a little bit is it something where you've you've grown through uh, social media and how to use it to your advantage and not come across as kind of, you know, uh, not good human or is it, or I was going to cuss, but I don't want to, um, or is it more of just like, Hey, it's just kind of who we are. I mean, what is, what is it? Is there, is there something to be said there? There is something to be said for being, um, you know, good people along with being very high level athletes. What is, is it something where like you just kind of bounce off of each other and you, it balances or, or what is it? Yeah. Um, yeah my parents kind of like rooted that in me before social media like, kind of got popular. And uh, I didn't get really social media until I was probably like seventh, eighth grade. I didn't get too involved into that. So my, my personality was already rooted into me and my parents taught me how to treat and how to uh, treat others as well. So, that was already kind of rooted in me before social media began. Yeah, I think for me it's kind of just uh, being an athlete and, like, especially being a team sport athlete, you realize pretty quickly that you're not going to get anywhere just as yourself as an individual. And so, and just on top of, like, really athletes that excel at a high level, they tend to be really, like, they have to be really passionate about what they're doing or else they're not going to get very far. So I feel like when people are really passionate about something, they also, like, find some kind of, like, self-discovery in themselves and they're just hmm. – really good people and stuff. Lindsay, let me, let me start with you just because um, Chucky doesn't often like to tell people that he was really good at football too. Could have been a pretty good quarterback as well. You ultimately had to make the decision between two sports. 
that you played at a high level. When did you know that you were going to have to lean one way or another, and how did you end up deciding it? Um, I think I found out. I think I knew pretty early that volleyball was going to be my sport. I think probably around like seventh grade, maybe like when I was like thirteen years old. Like I just, I love both basketball and volleyball, but I just knew volleyball was where I belonged, and and I excelled at it a lot quicker, and I just really loved it. And I think, um, just deciding to play that helped earlier. But I also knew that I wanted to continue to play basketball. And I knew that, like, being tall, that would also help me out, too. But I knew I was pretty good at it. So I thought there's no point in, like, quitting. Lindsay, let me stay with you real quick because I've I've talked to Drew about this, Christo, where he's got a chance to be drafted in baseball. You know, he's he's top two rounds for sure. But I watch him lay it on the line in basketball and football as well. What is it about your personality that allows you to want to give it everything you've got, regardless of what you're doing, knowing good and well that volleyball is in your future? Um, I think internally I just have a lot of drive, and it's pretty much in every single thing I do. I don't like to lose or pretty much do anything. So it's kind of just I'm always looking to be number one, whether it's like my schoolwork, like I can't stand getting anything other than an A or just like <laughs> playing volleyball or even if like we're in practice and we're playing like a six on six game practice, like if my team's losing, I just hate that so much. So it's kind of, I'm ever going to be involved in something. I'm going to give it everything I have. How do you, how do you guys go about handling the expectations S- specifically as you've gotten older, you know, in, in this last year, the expectations are pretty high because you're, a name and you know everybody knows you and and all of that how do you how do you handle that or what would maybe be a message for younger kids that are coming up to handle expectations what what makes you successful at that um to be honest um i don't really focus much on expectations i just try to go out there and compete and just work hard and continue to uh, get better at, at the sport and um I don't think I've ever worried about expectations. I know they're they're uh, they're going to come, and I know people are going to talk about them. But but you, you just got to stay focused and make sure you keep doing what you got to do to stay better and stay hungry. Yeah, I mean, like he said, like there's always going to be like expectations there, but you just can't focus on them because there's always going to be someone that like has something bad to say about you. But you just just kind of like think about it in a way, and this really helped me a lot. Is never take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Like mm-hmm. don't just like listen to like random people on Twitter telling you how bad you are. Like their opinion doesn't matter. It's interesting. I heard Hunter's mom talk about this once. Um, Jessica, as a she was a great athlete in her own right, and I asked her about how you how this kind of community or the village kind of surrounding your. Uh, student athletes with other good people she said it was intentional she wanted people that shared the same vision and drive uh, as Hunter and that was kind of how she picked her sphere of influence for him when he was young now obviously as you get older that changes how do you guys keep your circle kind of where it is and still be able to get away from just basketball or volleyball or the sports room like how do you guys pick who you surround yourself with yeah um for me it's um 
it's just a peep, the type of people that uh, have the same mentality as me. So uh, I just, I'm not a party person at all. I'm a homebody. I, uh, I'm either at home or in the gym. So, uh, and uh, Greg Brown and Frankie Fielder, those are two of my closest guys. They're the same way. They, they, they act the same way I do. And those, that's why we're really close as a uh, team, as teammates and friends off the court as well. Lindsay, you kind of got rock star status. How do you, how do you, how do you figure it out? Well, same for me. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I, I, I talk to people and I'm like good at talk to people and I have friends. Like I'm not a big, like social person, like Friday night, I'll usually be in my room. (laughs) And so I kind of just, I have my friends and I have like my really close friends and I hang out with them a good amount. But I I mean, other than that, I don't like to really get caught up in normal stuff really. Would it, is it um this is something Damon is it's different for you like when you were in high school you were really good multi-sport athlete all that everyone kind of that followed high school sports knew you with this new I don't want to say new okay last 10 years there's been the social media there's been a lot more photos and videos and all of that and hey I'm the guy that probably did most of it I don't know um but is that when you go to the grocery store or the gas station or just random places and you get recognized, like what does that feel like as a high school kid and how do you handle that? Um, for me, a lot of times it's kind of just people stopping and they'll like ask me if I am who I am. Well, actually, a lot of times, oh, if people don't know who I am, they'll just be like, you play basketball. Yeah, right? I was going to say that. Yeah. That's got to get annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That seems like the most important question. The girl is six four. She must play basketball. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, most times when people like recognize me, it's kind of just like so, like they're telling me like how excited they are, and they can't wait. They even watching me when I was younger. So most times, like it's just really cool, and especially like having college like so close, like I can finally like do those things. So. Yeah, for me, uh, the first time I think I've ever experienced that, I was a freshman. It was at state. Um, I was honestly didn't know how to act or feel because that's never happened to me in my life before. But um, as I've matured and got older, I just I just always put a smile on my face and make sure that uh, I treat the kids with uh, respect and happiness. And uh, I hope that that made a day. Uh, being that you you two are so poised and and kind of savvy the way you are with handling pressure situations. Lindsay, I'll start with you. How have you kind how have you handled kind of the the social media climate change with what's going on in the country, how it's intersected in sports? How have you been able to kind of just be a positive influence and root yourself into what you're doing yet recognize that we're trying to evolve as well as a community and as a people? Yeah, I think it's important, like, kind of just on social media in general. Like, it's okay to like, express your opinions on social media. Long your opinion is not detrimental to someone else. Or if maybe, or if, like, your opinion is also in the process telling that someone else is wrong. So I feel like it's just important to also just, like, have etiquette on social media mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, you can't, like, like there's no attacking other people. Like, that's just not okay. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, uh, somebody tweeted something about uh, um, something about some uh, you shouldn't hype uh, or tell your friends you're D1 or something like that. And I have my own opinion. And it's just opinions, of course. But um, 
after that, uh, I kind of took a break from social media. Like, I'm off of Instagram, Twitter, so, uh, and Snapchat right now just to take a break from social media because I've been on it too much. And um, it's, it's honestly been good for me because I've been out and uh, been able to focus, my, focus myself in school and, and more into sports as well. We, we, we started this and we have you guys on because legacy is, is how this whole, whole conversation has evolved over the last few weeks, months. Um, what does that word mean to you guys, one? And two, you both are leaving a pretty hefty legacy <laughs> at your high school. <laughs> Not just at your high school, but I mean statewide and as you know, some of the best to ever do it in your respective sports, what does that mean? Yeah, that means a lot uh, because um, just knowing that that I'm probably one of the uh, best uh, players from basketball to come out of the West, that means a lot to me. Um, we've had a lot of great players, Eric Strickland, Malik Kaluchwecki, uh Anton Young, and a whole lot of other players. Um, and to be, one, to be named as one of the top uh, players to ever come out of West, that's a really uh, blessing feeling. Yeah, and I think as far as legacy goes, like, it's also not just, like, how you play. It's, like, your culture of the Mm -hmm. program and the team you played for and how you acted on and off the court and all that stuff. So I think being able to leave not only a positive and, like, such a great legacy of, like, uh, talent specifically, like, it's important to leave that behind. And I think that we've done that. One of the reasons I think it's cool to get you two together is because you experience pressure and expectations from polar opposite um, vantage points. Chucky as a local star choosing to take his talents elsewhere, there's a different level of, of, of criticism or expectations placed upon you. Lindsay staying home, staying local, there's a different yet similar pressure in terms of expectations and criticism. Chucky, let me start with you. How did you embrace it? Was it a challenge? Was it fun? You you did what was best for you. Those that close to you supported you. How did you handle knowing and committing so early as you were leaving the state of Nebraska? Right. Um. I, I was I was happy to commit right early right away. Get the uh, recruiting process out the way, and all everybody that uh, supported me, all my loved ones supported me uh, throughout the process. So, and when I committed, they all supported me as well. So that's all that matters. I really don't care about anybody else's opinion, what they have to say. All like the Nebraska trolls, because at the end of the day, it's about me. It's about what my family uh, decides wants for me. And um, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, little little different. You're staying right at home, very recognizable in a in a in a equally great program. As Chucky chooses Wisconsin for basketball, we've got Nebraska for volleyball. Similar amount of pressure. Yeah, I think the pressure is just always there, and there's kind of just always people that say that um, like you can't do it or you're not good enough to go someplace. But I think like uh, Chucky said, like you at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for yourself, like. Uh, like college is also not all about athletics and even though I am an athlete that's not the only thing that is in your mind when you're thinking about a college to attend like I am going there to get a degree I'm going there because like it's a certain amount of distance from my family it's going there like money like not everyone is getting a full ride scholarship Mm -hmm. so everything like you people don't really think about that there's so many things that go into choosing where you're going to attend college other than just their team and and, uh, just commentary here 
if people don't think that either one of you are good enough, then they need to. Yeah, probably then they're probably been right. Yeah. Sports, huh? They probably need to pay attention a little harder. That's <laughs> my opinion. Well, let me let me ask you guys something because I'm interested. I I'm I'm pretty honest. I think there's a lot of revisionist history I, playing football here. In baseball, there's a lot of revisionist history. Oh, you guys in the 90s would have, and how would mm-hmm. you handle it? And, and I always say, listen, if we'd have had the transfer portal when I was in school, I may have looked at my career differently in terms <laughs> of having options. You're in the heart of it, in the thick of it. When you hear people either criticize or applaud or talk about student-athlete mobility, and how do you guys kind of feel about what the transfer portal is relative to what it means for your career do you, do you pay it much mind is it not in your sight line how do you guys broach the transfer portal conversation yeah to me um if, if you if you transfer that just means that the, that place wasn't for the, the, the one for you right away so that's why you have to actually take time during the recruiting process to find out how the college actually is and how their uh. culture staff is and just everybody surrounding it so if you transfer you kind of were shaky about the decision uh, committing there. So, to me, I feel like the transfer portal is kind of dumb and it shouldn't be taking place. But even, even since it is, uh, and we gave it athlete, uh, I'm not going to transfer because um, I feel like the place is uh, right for me still. And also, um, you have to work for it. Nothing's guaranteed. The coaches don't guarantee you anything. So, you still have to work for it. Yeah, I think uh, as far as transferring goes, I Um, it's, I think that there's a lot of people that are kind of quick to transfer from places because they think they come in thinking they're some like superstar and they don't, maybe they don't play their freshman year or even like sophomore year. And they think that they've just like come in kind of with some sort of entitlement. I don't think anybody, everybody that transfers is like, it's that reason, but I think there is a little bit and that's becoming a little bit more accepted is if people don't play right away that they think they can just transfer somewhere where they're going to play because they think that they're better than they are they haven't really earned their spot yet fact or fiction you two this is interesting because i watched my kiddos kind of go through this process and mike covers it so closely select sports in aau de-emphasizes competitiveness and development folks that aren't in it have tons of opinions <laughs> how about two people that have gone through the process for a long time addressing development and, and what playing AAU sports means. Right. Um, for me, uh, I played up all, all, like, always played up, up until, like, eighth grade, maybe, maybe freshman year. And uh, AAU definitely does help a lot. And um, it may be a little too much sometimes, especially when you play with multiple teams. But you don't, you can't let the uh, people tell you don't play AAU or something because AAU definitely helps. It definitely helped me, especially growing up, um, get, getting competitive and um, – and the rest, they let you play in AAU as well. So um, I definitely think that helped me growing up. Yeah, as far as, like, club volleyball goes, I, in my head, like, that's where my a lot of my development takes place. Like, in a high school season, that's only, like, it's, like, less than three months long. It's not a lot of development that takes place. You're kind of just you're playing three games a week, and you just got to learn and figure out how to win. But club volleyball, when my season is, like, seven months long, that's when all of my development is there, and I can – there's parts of my game that I really want to improve on. That's when I can do it. And I have the time to do that stuff. So I really think that what you said is fiction. 
and get the chance to uh, play against like the the nation too, or not the nation, the the, the world, the world. So um, you can play against the top talents in the country, like Zion Williamson or John Moran, those those type of guys in the AAU circuit as well. And Lindsay, I mean, you just won a national title, <laughs> right? Yeah, like playing for club volleyball, and it, it and. Something I've I'm not close to the club volleyball scene at all. Um, probably should dive a little deeper into that. Um, but club volleyball in Nebraska is one extremely competitive, and two like that's. It, I think it gets kind of under under underappreciated, undervalued. Obviously, uh, from a reporting standpoint, it. There's basically nothing. Um, club volleyball in Nebraska for you, Lindsay, and this is something I guess I, I've always just wanted to know. The level of competitiveness and the fact that teams can go out and win national championships at, you know, I mean, the best team in the country type stuff. This is like two, three years in a row. It happens all the time. I mean, volleyball in Nebraska is is uh, not on the rise. It is at the rise and it kind of has been for a while. What what do you think needs to be done to give volleyball more attention, um, or you know, be covered better, or people to pay attention to it more um, from a from a club or high school standpoint? Um, this is. I mean, I don't think anything needs to be done. I people just need to do it. Like college sports, high school sports, I don't know, whatever. It's just the way it is. It's like girl sports are always going to be less supported, less media around them sports. And I think around like college volleyball, like it's gotten a lot better. But as far as like uh, high school age volleyball, like people in Nebraska, they pay attention to high school volleyball. But club volleyball, it's definitely something that's not as paid attention to as like AAU basketball or stuff like that. And I think it's just because one, like there could be a lack of knowledge around it, but it's just it's just stuff that it's. I don't know, it's just what's wrong with it. And I think not a lot of people know about it. Like, it, yeah, like I just said, like, it's not a lot of knowledge for it. And they don't really know how it works in volleyball. And it's kind of not really a complex sport, but there's just, like, a lot of things about it people don't really understand. So they're not really interested. Yeah. Hey, in I, admittedly, like, that's me. Like, you can take a <laughs> shot. That's okay. Like, we're good. Um, I, I, I just don't know. The club volleyball, I just, I probably should do a better job. Let me ask you this before we let you guys go. Um, the title of the podcast is playing it forward. So it's a play on obviously words. And if you were going to pay it forward while folks are playing it forward, how do you guys, did you guard against burnout and what do you recommend in terms of balance, knowing your body, knowing what the expectation level is from your coaches and managing your 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 own path. How would you guys guard against burnout, and what would you recommend? Right. Um. So growing up, for me, I wish I I wouldn't have played so much as a kid because I like as I got into high school, I kind of felt it in my body. So um. So for the little kids, just make sure you guys take care of your bodies. The young eyes stretch because I was a hard-headed kid. I never liked the eyes. Never liked the stretch, and I definitely feel it now in my body. I'm still young, so. I can't imagine when I feel it when I'm your guy's age. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so kind of the same thing as, like, everybody, like, preaches, like, multi-sport athlete, multi-sport athlete, and it gets to the point where you do, like, want to do that, and you don't want to, like, centralize early. 
but it also gets to the point where you have to figure out like what your body can handle. And unfortunately, like I like suffered that the hard way. Like I had a knee injury um, oh, back yeah. in January, like just cause I was playing like high school basketball full time. I was playing club volleyball full time and I wasn't listening to my body and I wasn't taking care of myself. And I suffered the consequences for that. So I think you just have to find a good balance of not like playing one sport all the time and centralizing, but you also have to know like what you can handle. Uh, two fantastic uh, representatives early. I thought it was interesting to hear them talk about um, the rigor. Right. Right. Multi-sport, multi-sport. Yeah. Listen, Chucky says, you know, I wish I'm going to, wish I'd have backed it much. down a little yeah. And Lindsay's saying she paid the price for being as she competitive yeah. as she was. That was a tough, I mean, her missing the, basically the last month of the state, uh, state of the basketball season hurt. Like one, you could tell it affected her and it, and it hurt her team too. Right. Cause they were really good uh, with her. So they were good without her, but they would, I mean, they were competing for the state title with her. I think one of the cool things that I like is they both have a level of appreciation for their high school mm-hmm. and their select sports as well, whether it be yeah. club or the AAU. I'm very scene. proud of both. They intertwine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be one or the mm-hmm. other, contrary to to popular yeah. criticism. Yeah, that was good. Oh, well, we're just getting started, uh, kind of, from the student athlete's perspective. We hear the music in the background. That means that's it. Yeah, fantastic job. Appreciate good get on your part. Way to sometimes I can think your end of the deal. <laughs> Well done. That's Mike Sauter. I'm ODB. Pod will drop on Thursday. It's playing it forward. We've got Sasha behind the scenes running the show. We appreciate her, too. Don't miss this drop. Back next week. It's playing it forward. A Huda Media Production.